welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Kyle from the uh, Zarabus If I May crew. And uh, this is season two of If I May, episode 22. Let's go. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Nate, Kyle, you... you look... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brent. You look great on your new monitor. It looks... I know. Oh, really my God. You see here. this see this mess of monitor? So I, I get home today, and I walk through the door, and I see that the time on my oven and microwave are both, like, blinking, implying I lost power. I was like, huh, that's odd. So I go around and check, and, like, the TV in the living room was on, too. So, like, that was kind of weird. I don't know why it does. I don't know if it automatically turns on when it gets power. It's a pretty fancy TV. I, don't, I have no idea. But I get into my computer room. My computer's off. I'm like, okay, definitely lost power. So I go ahead and boot the computer up, and nothing. My monitor, it stays black, and it just goes flick, flick. Uh, like I was like, oh, no. So, uh, yeah, I troubleshooted it. I ripped the whole thing apart even to see if I could find something, to, like resolder a capacitor or, or anything. Nope, it's, I don't see anything wrong with it. I work in a company that I spent two and a half years looking at circuit boards. I don't see anything wrong. And, uh, so it just, yeah, it went to crap. So now I got a new monitor. It's a nice cheapo HP Walmart one, but it's 24 inches at 1080p. It has a refresh rate of less than five milliseconds. So that's good enough for me. And the bezel is actually very minimal. So minimal. In fact, that my camera, it has a little like clip part on the bottom to like hold on to the top of the monitor. It's actually giving me a little bit of a, if I may, yeah. Uh, translate to English, uh, bezel. Bezel. Um, if you have listened to any smartphone uh, thing, the bezel's like the, the area around the phone. So like, here's the pixel. This is part of the bezel. This is part of the bezel. Like the, the space that the screen doesn't cover, if that makes sense. So the very edges of my monitor are very thin. The, the screen goes pretty much all the way to the end. But because of that, my camera uh, overlaps the very top of my screen first world problems and now my uh monitor has a notch in the top because of my webcam it's a rough life so i got one monitor and i got yeah. the little like stand thing to be able to hook up two so I, I can get a future another cheap walmart monitor to go right next to this one but for now i just bought the one because i didn't feel like spending that much money in one night hopping into the dual screen someday Right, twenty first century dual screen monitor. I got triple screen at work, and it's fantastic. So why don't you have a dual screen? Because monitors are expensive. I don't particularly feel like buying monitors. I don't know. I I need another monitor. Amazon refurbished my man. But now I need the same one as this. Otherwise, it's going to look weird, and my like my non-diagnosed OCD is definitely going to take over, and it's. Will handle it it. You get over it really quickly having two different monitors. Like hopefully they're not too drastically different, but a like slight Brent's? difference. No oh way. yeah, one of mine is is rectangular and the other is straight square. <laughs> there's one good monitor and there's one monitor. Yeah, <laughs> but you got the second monitor is still nice if it's off to the side. I feel like that'd be great for recording the podcast because that way I can actually like ha- right now. I should almost take a screenshot of my screen because I got stuff all over the place. I got in the top right, I got like our images across the top. Bottom right, I got OBS going. Bottom left, I got the soundboard. Top left, um, top left is all the notes. Like, 
It's, it's craziness for one screen. So, Kyle, what I think you should do to make your life simpler is get eight monitors and <laughs> yeah. with like have you seen those air um the airplane simulators like the people that oh have, have a cockpit just, like, in rod and they have like eight different ones so you can fully simulate whatever you want to be in yeah that's the way to do it that that, that would Price be awesome feet. sounds very expensive just have your whole Living. room just monitors surrounding you right Okay, the dream. Nick. I was say, you... So update for me, I am uh, back in Texas for Yow. what should Yeehaw. be the last time. I uh, flew in on Monday morning and ended up doing a volunteering event at a food bank. Uh-huh. Uh, that was a, a fun event. Food bank um, in Texas? Yeah, yeah. And I've done a, a volunteering opportunity at a food bank uh, historically when I was in uh, Minneapolis actually. And it was for hmm. sending food to like Africa or something. And it was a very different process, but still similar. The food bank in, in Minneapolis, they, I, I thought they had a really good scheme. They, they made the event a, a competition. So it would be like corporate team building, or if you just got regular volunteers there, um, you know, it's a little something, a little something to make it interesting, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter who wins or loses, but you know, you motivate people a little bit more if you give them a, a reason to be there other than the goodness of their hearts. Uh, but <laughs> when we did the feeding the people in Africa and around the world, uh, one, it was more like, you're just going to take these three ingredients, put them in a bag and seal the bag and you're making a bunch of containers and it was super minimalist which is fine uh, and it was good and it you know feeds a lot of people and these are people you know hopefully we assume who are in need and then this texas food bank was more of a, a locally based one and i'm not sure what their their business model was and i only saw one small branch of it because they basically sorted out an entire shift works on one subject area well the subject area our group got to work on was uh bread and pastries so <laughs> We had the gingerbread man. The <laughs> opportunity to help package, a, and I'm not sure how they got this food. It has to have been donated in some way, shape, or form. Well, what but donated? Um, oh yeah, right. Instead of stolen, I guess, but um, <laughs> or bought it to some extent. But we got pallets of pastries and bread. Uh, delivered to our area and they were waiting for us. And then, and when we finished out everything that was there, they brought in more and they would package the pastry separate, excuse me, separate from the, the bread and do something similar. Like when we did for the other food bank where you weigh it out and you document it and then you package it up and you palletize it and you ship it out. The thing here was uh, they were getting rid of essentially expired food i volunteered for the garbage crew because i figured it'd be heavy lifting and i'm a bigger guy they're talking trash so you're gonna be the garbage man yes i I volunteered to be the garbage man because that would be heavy lifting as opposed to someone who is not as strong who can just measure things and you know be more useful that way so i volunteered to be the trash man and i am so glad i did because a lot of the food that was donated or sent to us or however they got it uh was expired and I learned of their process for getting rid of expired bread and pastries. 
And what they do is they turn it into chicken feet. And it was awesome because I got pallet after pallet of bread, cupcakes, full cakes, like sheet cakes, <laughs> nice. uh, and every every kind of pie, every kind of snack, whatever it is. And it was all expired. And we had to take it and throw it to the back of a semi-trailer. So I spent my afternoon volunteering, literally throwing bread and cakes and pies in their entirety <laughs> just for fun, like chucking. I got <laughs> Throw t- cakes take- all over the place. What was interesting is we didn't take the plastic off. If there was metal, we had to take that out so the chickens didn't eat that or whatever. But I was confused what happens with the plastic because uh, you could just throw the cake in the plastic to the back of the trailer uh, or the bread in plastic bags. You just whip to the back of the trailer. You'd have to take the twisty tie off because that would be, uh, you know, potentially a little bit of metal depending on the type of twisty tie. But we spent the afternoon throwing pastries, like entire cakes, and I, I made a real point just because I knew I had the best job of like offering the opportunity to everyone who was doing other jobs. You, you want to yeah, throw a cake? I, I, you walk up to oh, them exactly like that and just like have a cake in my hands and be like, hey, it's like, oh, what's going on? Hey, you uh, you see this cake? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's wrong with it? Oh, it would, you want to throw it? <laughs> like <laughs> you just, just want to throw it at somebody? And, and they're like, oh, my God, yes. So I kept like volunteering all to, night. Uh, have everyone go in and, and yeah, a few people got a little carried away and you know, took them out of the plastic bags and really like took, like got their fingers in it and took it apart and whipped it in pieces. And I mean, they, they were into it. It was awesome. But um, I, I spent the afternoon doing that hauling expired pastries. And the other thing I could think uh, they're using this for chicken feed, which is interesting. Uh, a lot of the sugary stuff based on what my grandfather's taught me, could have been bear bait as well. Um, now there would have been a, a lot of bear bait, but I mean, bear bait's a pretty big business. And I know that in the UP, uh, my grandfather was able to ask store owners for those expired items that they can't you know, sell. And he would just take those out into the woods, make a big old pile of something or whatever the legal size is. And then he'd drizzle like syrup or whatever on it. Just it, the more sugar you can put there, the, the better bear bait it is. And you want to make it messy. And as sugary as possible and, and um, you use that kind of thing for bear bait, but there's a business selling bear bait. So um, that would be interesting to, to turn that around. Uh, but we had a, basically an entire semi trailer full of expired pastries and everything else. And they leave it open while we're doing this. And the birds that are in the area, like fly into the back of the trailer and are eating this. So every time there's nobody in there, a t- like a flock of birds goes flying in there. And as soon as they hear the door for us to come out with another load, start to go up, They'll they start to come out. out and up until like the first person steps in the trailer, then like four more of the last birds will come zipping out. But, um, you know, you just, I, I actually don't want to eat bread or pastries uh, <laughs> in the foreseeable future. <laughs> because You're good for a little I, bit. Yeah, I, I just I I was surrounded by it for the better part of three or four hours, just chucking this stuff, and it was a lot of fun. But I also had, hadn't eaten in way too long, and for whatever reason, I, I wasn't even hungry. But it was just a weird experience uh, handling. Yeah, you don't want to go to a food bank to volunteer when you're hungry. It's not ideal. Well, it actually made me not hungry because I was throwing all of it away, and there's a bunch of mold and other stuff on the oh, on some yeah. of the birds. So uh, it so all that... smelled really good still, but it was it was a weird experience. But then after that. I 
proceeded to uh, go out. With some <laughs> if I may, I believe Brent is trying to raise his hand quick. Uh, yes, I, just, I've got that dominating personality we talked about. Just I, before you get into that story, which I'm excited to hear it, but I did think of three things through all of that. I thought of one, one. chickens. The stuff that you like feed chicken is just absolutely insane. They do not get healthy diets at all. They just get them big and fat as quick as possible. Um, Two, um, I come from a wildlife ecology background. And when I was one of the classes were telling me like, yeah, so they have to trap bears that are problematic. Um, And what the uh, Fish and Wildlife Service will actually do like out in Virginia is they'll actually bait them with like jelly donuts. Oh, if you just get a big pile of jelly donuts and just go for it. And then three, um, your story about throwing cake reminds me of the saddest moment of TV I've ever seen, personally, at least. We were watching Bill Nye the Science Guy physics class about gravity. Bill, and right Bill, in the beginning, Bill, I don't know if Bill. you remember this. I think you're in this class, Kyle. But I, I Bill starts off about. with this giant, beautiful cake. And the first thing he does for his video is he goes off a roof and just dumps this perfectly just drops great a cake, cake off a roof. Right off. I mean, you get the effect of the cake splattering and stuff, but oh, what a waste. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Carry on. The one, the one thought I had off of that, if I may, is that uh, when we were working at camp, whenever we had like mashed potatoes or stuffing or like anything that could be clumped together for a meal after said meal the best time was to go into the back where there everybody's cleaning and then any of the leftovers we just take ball up and just throw against the wall like there's the dishwashing area Mm -hmm. and it's all like the linoleum walls kind of stuff like it's all the protective stuff on the walls so just ball up potatoes and just throw potato bombs at the wall it was fantastic very nice but uh after after the food bank excursion, went out for uh, dinner with some coworkers. That was a, a very good time. Checked out uh, the uh, Packer game. Packers won. Checked out the Brewer game at yeah, the same time. Totally. And the yeah, I'm not proud of the Packers win. That's a separate topic though. Uh, the Brewers also won, which was huge to to get one in uh, in LA after they took one in Milwaukee. So the Dodgers are good exciting. too. Yes. It's been, it's been a good, I, I'm not a big baseball guy. I, I won't, I'm not quote unquote hopping on the bandwagon because I, I do support the Brewers. I own Brewers gear. Um, even when they were horrible, I, I'm not saying I'm a huge Brewer fan or I've always supported them or anything like that, but I do wish them success. I am a Wisconsin sports fan uh, first and foremost, and uh, I, I hope they, I hope they win it all. I mean, that would be amazing. That would be fun. Uh, I, I have admittedly, I have not paid attention to the Brewers this year uh, worth, worth, worth anything because I'm in Minnesota and I'm not a big baseball fan in general, but very happy to see them succeed. Um, as far as I know with what their plans were, they're, they're way ahead of schedule for their, their rebuild. And it's, it's cool to see, uh, you know, I wish them nothing but the best and, and great success, but was watching them at the bar and, uh, got to hang out with one of my mentors at work who I, I really look up to. That was great. I uh, had a bunch of other coworkers join us, had, had a great time, went out to a dueling piano bar. I know they had one of mm-hmm. these in Appleton that they tried to do, and I don't think it quite worked out. But in Austin, Texas, like live music is is what these people do. And this dueling piano bar on a Monday night was awesome. Uh, but our group walked in and we took over the bar. I mean, it was we How sat in the front group? row. 
probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six or seven. That's like um, hundred. And, that's like twelve thousand three hundred. And, yeah. What? What? I, I was chaining your numbers into one long string of being a number. That's oh, yeah. twelve thousand no. three hundred and forty-five. No, uh, but anyway, we we went to the bar and it was uh, not crowded, but and there were plenty of people there. And we were in a, a party mood, and uh, all of us are uh, sales folks for the organization, for lack of a better term. I won't go into specifics, but we're we're people people. So we show up, and we're in a good mood, and we we lit we lit it up. And a lot of us are pretty talented. One, one of, I'm I'm a fairly good singer. Uh, one of our trainer leader people is a uh, is in a band that's going to tour uh, Asia at some point in the near future. Uh, so we've got some talent in the group and we're singing along with, uh, yeah, that was interesting too. I thought, but, uh, we're singing along with these artists and all, all four of the performers at the bar were absolutely amazing, uh, which is kind of what you'd expect in Austin, Texas, but, hmm. uh, had, had a great time. The club went up on a Monday, which was interesting. Uh, and the rain here is it, it's like 45 degrees, which is crazy cold for the area. Um, but the rain's been nonstop. And at the end of the night, uh, I, I paced myself very well because I was with my mentor and didn't want to drink a whole lot. Still had a lot of fun. Uh, still went up on a Monday, everything like that. But uh, went home at the end of the night. My home, I mean, to my hotel. I still hadn't checked in at 1230 or one o'clock in the morning. Okay. And I get to the hotel and I you know, I go to bed. I'm tired, you know, not real observant. And I get up in the morning and I'm fine. Again, I didn't drink. I'm not hungover and just you know, didn't get enough sleep maybe. But um, I go to the bathroom. And I'm standing in a puddle and I'm like, I, I didn't do that. Like, I didn't have that kind of a night. That's not me. <laughs> and uh, I, I look at the faucet and it's not leaking. I look at the, I look at the shower. It's not leaking. I look at the ceiling fan and out of the ceiling fan is not a dripping stream of water, but a steady stream of water. I was on the top uh, floor tinkle, of the, the hotel and all the rain, all the rain was coming from the roof through the ceiling threw my ceiling fan into my bathroom and it was just absolutely stupid. And I've never been that guy who's gone to a hotel lobby and just made a a scene. I I mean, a scene. And I I thought about it and I'm just like, all right, if I don't get something, I can't use my bathroom. I can't shower. Uh, I was out last night. So I'm a little stinky. I took a redneck shower, meaning I put deodorant on. You just stood underneath (laughs) the uh, trinkling water. Yeah, the trickling water going through the ceiling where all the wires and everything else are. Yeah, go stand in that. It's fine. The If I may, the Mythbusters tested the whole peeing onto the third rail of a train. And it, no, you're good. Yeah, just just don't don't do that. But uh, proceed to take the redneck shower, meaning I put deodorant on. And I I get ready for the day and I go down to the front office and the lady was not helpful. She's like, oh, well, that's that's interesting. <laughs> like, okay. So am I going to get a new room? Oh, we're full. Are you kidding me? Like I can't shower. I couldn't use the bathroom. You gave me a bed. I'm appreciative for that. But what are you doing here? Like I, I need something. And they're like, Oh yeah, our engineer, I'll take a look at it. Like, okay. Is he going to fix it? Am I going to get a new room? Coming? Oh, let's check in. So naturally I go to work and I'm whatever. I left all my stuff in a pile. I'm like, if you got to move it, move it. But it's on top of the bed. If the water gets that high, you got bigger problems. Yeah, right. But uh, <laughs> I proceed to go to work and have a fine day. I learned all about emotional intelligence. That was lovely. But I come back and of course, oh, let's call the engineer. 
Oh, he's here now. Oh, great. Uh, he, I meet him at the Been door to my room because I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get my stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's still leaking. I'm like, well, no fucking shit. It <laughs> fix it. It's got that one. You, I ain't there. no engineer, but pardon I can my, tell you that. Pardon my language, yeah, children. I was a little frustrated. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, but, um, yeah, <laughs> they ended up giving me a new room. And uh, oh, I, I, as, as a former, uh, they were that night, the prior night. But as a former customer service person, I can appreciate that it's not the customer service person's job. And I, I thank the guy up front who was able to get me a new room. And But I was explaining my frustration. I'm like, okay, what are you going to do to make this right? It's not okay to just me not have a bathroom for a night. Yeah, right. Like, what are you going to do? And they're like, oh, well, uh, we'll give you 50% off on the room. And I had to accept it and not make a big deal. But I'm like, God damn it, the company's paying for it anyway. Yeah, it doesn't help I'm not you. even getting it. So I, I said, I'll take it, you know, whatever. But. Ah, I didn't get anything out of it. And it's just like, okay, that's, I think yeah, you gotta get some, you gotta get some, oh, you should have gone for the free room service or something like that. Just be like, go with the room service. You don't need to pay. I'll, I'll pay the full price. That's fine. For like, yeah. Uh, room I, dining. What else can you give me? Room service is paid for too. Like it's, mm-hmm. guys, it's all paid for. Like unless I'm getting a new, like a comp hotel night somewhere. Like it doesn't really do me any good. So. for my pay um, ticket. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it, it got taken care of. I had a rough day. I got to shower tonight, so I don't stink anymore. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, smell that. But, um, I'm just that was Ugh, that was the gross. extent of, of my day. Man, stuffy? I <laughs> I will say I have been a big fan of sports and how that's been going. Um, as a fan of both Wisconsin and and Massachusetts sports. It's been a good weekend for us. Wisconsin Badgers lost in football. Minus that. That's the one mark. But if I'm sacrificing a season, I'm sacrificing the Badgers because it wasn't the weekend. Morning, because weekend the Badgers, goes the Badgers split the weekend. They went one and one. What's the, what other the Brewers, the Brewers splits? Uh, split well, okay, their, weekend their and weekend. Monday. They're they're two and one, and you're in a new we week. Play. It's a good week for Wisconsin sports. It's a good week. We'll go for the whole week. The whole <laughs> no, week. this new week. Uh, <laughs> we are in a new week. We are still going through a new week. It is a good time for number twelve. Uh, both Aaron Rodgers and Brady with the incredible comebacks. Um, Nobody did cares see? about Brady. Do you see his no run, though? Do you see, you see his touchdown see run anything. that he had? Uh, you got you to gotta look that up. He just jukes the guy out of his – oh, it's so fun. Um, Packers Matthews, get the win. Clay Matthews did not get called for roughing the passer. He proud, sacked somebody. Proud of, him. proud of him. He touched the passer in the fourth quarter and did not get called. Right? Even He's in learning. Austin, Texas, the whole bar erupted just like, he touched him. He touched him. He got him. Where's the flag? Where's the flag? No flag? Do you see that commercial? So Call of Duty has that new game out, that um, the new Battle Royale game out, and they had that commercial with like one of their characters, but Clay Matthews is getting penalized all over the the different maps and stuff. (laughs) I thought that was pretty clever. Like you touched the water. You touched the water. Flag. (laughs) It's like give the man a break. I guess if he he should he should. Like trademark something at this point, like yeah, roughing right. the passer. He's not, I don't, honestly, Clay sorry, Matthews. Clay Matthews. I don't think you're gonna be making that much money for that much longer. So yeah, trademark what you can while while you can. Plus, anytime then they say roughing the passer on fifty two or whatever, 
he, he gets a little bit of free marketing right there. Right. And maybe could charge the NFL. I'll be like, sorry, that's my line. Like, he's at I got 80, that. He's at, he, I think that after that last sack, he's at like 83 or 84 career sacks. What's the high there? The highest of sacks? Yeah. It's got to be. I, I, I think I heard it once. It's like over 100 something. That's got to be what? Either Reggie or Lawrence Taylor. It's going to be a player from probably a ways back. Um, but in recent Packers, although he's a Panther native or Panther import, uh, Julius Peppers will probably have a lot more than Clay Matthews has. Like Matthews has had a great career and he'll, he'll have some fantastic numbers, but I feel like the stack numbers were probably higher historically, uh, just because of all they're trying to do to protect the quarterback nowadays. But, uh, even in the current league, I would guess someone like Julius Peppers, who's significantly older, but has had crazy productive years for many years uh, would be higher than Matthews uh, on, on the total list. Like, I don't think he's going to be able to reach it in his career. I mean, he's, he's been a, a great player, happy to have him fun to watch. He's not an all time. All right. All right. So I, I did a little research. Hopefully you have not. So you guys can guess what do you think is the highest sack total of all time career? What, what's the number? It's over hundred. What, what did you say? Clay had. 80s, uh, it was like 83 or 84, something like that. Ew, I remember right, them I'll, saying I'll that. It, I will ballpark 130. What do you think, Kyle? I don't know if it's quite yeah. that. I'm going to go uh, yeah, that's one, high, like one, 117. The highest number is Bruce Smith from the 49ers with 200. Oh! oh. Second highest. The next wait, wait, three years did players. he play? Yeah, how many years? Oh, I well, know what years. Both. I know for sure he was playing in the early 2000, like late 80s, early 90s. Um, because Tecmo Super Bowl, he was one of the players he could play as. Nice. He was just like a monster on Tecmo Super Bowl. So um, he played for the 49ers that had a pretty solid, like Romanesco and some other guys. I think that's Bruce Smith. Um, other ones have Packer ties, though. Number two, Reggie White with 198. There he is. Kevin Green, the former linebackers coach, with 160. And number four, Julius Peppers, the only player on this list still active. Or not I was, only. I was going to say, I felt pretty good Actually, about Peppers. Peppers with 155 and a half and counting. So Dang. Pretty yeah, nice. I was actually surprised. Some of the guys I expected to see on this list were not there. Jared Allen, um, Minnesota is pretty high, 133 and a half. Um, Lawrence Taylor, 132 and a half. Do I, yeah, there's, yeah, it's 200s insane though. That's, That's a lot. lot of sacks. You're talking consistency. I mean, Clay Matthews, physical ability and talent for a couple of years were unmatched. However, he's one of those guys that, as soon as he slows down, he's still good, but no longer amazing. Whereas um, everything that I've ever heard announcers say about Julius Peppers has been, you know, the guy doesn't age. Like his play style is not based entirely on speed. His play style is not based entirely on any one thing. He is just a, a combined all around animal. He doesn't need to be the fastest. He doesn't need to be this. Whereas Clay Matthews, despite being a physical freak for a number of years was not the, the 
sustainable model. He's not going to be the guy who every year gets this. There's going to be some years he absolutely knocks it out of the park, but that's kind of like uh, A.J. Hawk. I think he's one of the Packers' leading tacklers all time, uh, arguably, uh, and maybe, maybe not even arguably, he might actually be. But it's one of those things that he, he wasn't – the linebacker is probably not a sustainable position, and he got mm-hmm. old, he got slow, and that's why – despite loving Matthews and everything he's all about and everything he's given to the Packers. I think he's got a ticking clock, uh, honestly, one, two good years left. Maybe. Oh yeah. He's not worth a big contract. That's for sure. That might be generous saying even two years of quality play. So, so, okay. To, to go into Bruce Smith a little bit, I stand corrected. I was wondering why I recognize the name. He actually played for Buffalo Bills who's a team I played a lot of in Super Tecmo Bowl because Thurman Thomas is a monster. Uh, he played for 15 years for Buffalo Bills and then three years for the Redskins from 1985 to 2003. So that's that's a pretty long career, especially as a defensive end. Like, it makes sense how he racked them up. But I don't even think that, that... That Bills team, I believe, was that the one that went... Three years to the Super Bowl, or like almost the Super Bowl, and lost each time. I think that was the Bill. That's gotta be. Because I remember, I remember. I think it was the Bills where, right around that time when he was there, they played three years in the Super Bowl, and each time took second, like back to back to back. Which yeah, is, my football history is a little rusty. Yeah, mine Kyle, too. do you have a uh, first subject for the day on us? If we, well, say, if we wanna... Since we got a little bit of yeah. long, we're done with uh, uh, sports oh, talk, yeah, I guess we can... we can talk about uh, the League of Legends World Championship. So this yeah, is the there's first some one real haven't sports actually... right there. What? Esports. The real sports. So, okay, hold on. Se- segue here. Sport versus not sport. So, like, for me, a sport implies there's two teams and your actions can directly affect the other team's ability to do things like cheerleading, for example, that's a competition. And I'm not going to say it's not athletic. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely a lot of effort that goes into it, especially like the professional stuff. Same thing with like the bands. I know there's band competitions. There's definitely competitions where your actions don't directly affect other people's results. Like gymnastics would be another great example. What you do isn't going to directly, directly affect another person. They might, decide to uh, try something that they weren't going to try before in order to try to best you, but your actions don't directly affect what they are able to do. Um, another category would be race. I think that one's fairly um, yeah. straightforward. Uh, you're all in a competition, but at the exact same time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's maybe addition, uh, uh, race. Obviously you're trying to get from point going. A to point B as fast as possible, but I think race would be its own category sport. Like I would still put video games in general, at least the multiplayer games into the sport category. I'm cool with them being called esports, but I'd still throw them in the sport category. Cause what you do directly affects what the other person can do. Now, but what about games? Only- like if I may, what about games like, Chess or checkers? So yeah, that's the other thing. Your action like directly the- impacts the other player. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's another category for strategy, like a, a strategy yeah. sport. I don't, I don't know. Dueling, dueling, sport. dueling, dueling sport with pistols. Wait, no, wrong thing. 
Um, yeah, no, uh, I don't know. It's been an interesting world championship. Seems like it's pretty balanced. People seem pretty happy with it. North America, as usual, kind of disappointing, but kind of not disappointing at the same time. None of the North um, American teams are out yet. They, they all have a chance. No, Team Liquid. Team Liquid was eliminated yesterday. Oh, they're officially out? Yep. I think oh. they're third in the group or something, which is a bummer. They probably had the best chance, to be honest. C9 is through, actually. But what I found interesting, so earlier in the competition, because this goes on for a few weeks, By the C9 way, got a lot of flack. Got a lot of flack because they were playing like Fortnite and world of warcraft during their time yeah so the players were not were not just playing league of legends their game and they got a ton of flack for it but all the other teams that were like hyper focused on league of legends didn't make it through groups so is it bad to not be like what's the balance between playing other stuff and only focusing on the game or is that a yeah, is that a I think thing? That, I think if one I can... thing I'll bring up there is I think that carries into regular sports too, where like gymnastics is another great example. I, I guess I, I'm, I'm not in the gymnastics scene in the United States, but I assume it's more of a, the kid from the beginning wants to do it versus they have the potential. So they're put into like a gymnastics camp starting at age eight or even younger and they're stuck in there until they're at age four. What? Try age four. Yeah, whatever. Like, like yeah, really young. Yeah, where, where like you're forced to do that nonstop, day in day out. Whereas in America, there's still like there's there's still school to go to. There's still other things. I feel like in America, because there's more of a choice, and it kind of boils into academics too. Like in India, uh, there's a huge like competition for academics, and like kids are driving themselves crazy studying for things. And yet, if you look at um, like uh, rates of employment, um, like test scores, kind of things. America's not you know, at the same level, if not you know, only slightly behind, with putting a whole lot less effort into their academics. Yeah, that's that's true. Though it depends on the statistics you follow. I feel like in some ways. U.S. could be behind in certain categories like science because they don't spend as much time focusing on them and there's such a high quality of, of schools. But there is something to be said for hyper-focusing on something. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, C9 here is having success even though they're not hyper-focused or maybe they are just during certain parts of the day. You know, maybe what we thought or what people think like the the Korean way where all you do is play 20 hours a day. Maybe that's not the only way. I guess we still have to see how they do after group stages, but now, burnout's a real they, thing. That's why employers give employees vacation time. It's that way you don't get that burnout and that way you are more effective when you are in the office. I don't know. Nick, you got input on that? Yeah. I, um, I'll take it to physical athletes as opposed to esport athletes. A lot of football players also play basketball. A lot of basketball players play something else. Um, you, yes, in season, you should be pretty locked in. And especially with physical sports, you don't want your, you don't want Tom Brady hooping on the weekends. 
and sprinting an ankle um, that, that would be irresponsible. However, when you're talking esports, if as a mental break, you decide to just go play something that's fun, even if it's at a high level. I mean, because you don't turn off a football player. You don't turn off mm-hmm. a Jordy Nelson if he wants to dunk on you in the basketball court. Like, you don't turn off their competitive edge. Like, it just doesn't happen. But for esports, if they want to take some time off, relax, and clear their minds because they've been so focused or so locked in because of practice, I mean, there reaches a point in, in, in your mental pursuit of perfection where, and I can, I can speak from my business experience. A lot of the times when I'm running into a problem, it's Excel based or system based, or uh, I'm looking through the financials for a, a piece of information, something's not right. And I can't figure out what it is. And I could spend eight hours, 10 hours, 14 hours, 16 hours, staring at the same spreadsheet, staring at the same numbers, and I'm not going to find it. But if I step away, I go home for the night, I come back the next morning refreshed and I look at it, something will trigger. Oh, wait. Or, oh, I thought about this at home or this crossed my mind. I wonder if it's this. And it's, it's those fresh eyes. It's that new perspective that allows you to kind of snap back into the groove. So let's say if I may real quick, very similar thing with engineering where it's like, you have some problem. You have to figure out how to get this little something to fit inside of this, you know, or whatever, you know, same problem though, where you're just crunching on the same thing over and over. And if you just, if you take a break from it, try something else, inspiration might come. It's like, or like if people are like writing a book, it's like the, Oh, just start writing, just start spewing anything. And eventually something good will come out of it. And then you, you know, just go from there. Not always the case, but I'm I'm a big believer. I always think too, that your brain like subconscious processes things when you're not necessarily doing it i think of a ton of times whether it's like i'm laying right about to go to sleep or if i'm maybe doing a different choice where you think about something and all of a sudden the idea that you were trying to work on earlier the problem you had earlier is like oh wait that's the solution that's what i should do or this would be a really good way to to approach this even though you're completely not even focused on it I don't know. Does that ever happen to you guys where you're like, you're working on something totally unrelated and your mind just like skips back to what you're already doing. No, that's that's exactly what we were just talking about. Like I was saying, but yeah, stepping away and, and forgetting about it or doing something else. And whether you're, whether it's when you look at it again and you figure it out at that point or yeah, while you're stepped away, while you're doing something completely unrelated or, or whatever, it hits you. I mean, going back to the initial scenario here, you have a team that's supposed to be focused incredibly on League of Legends and they've been playing it, their practice, they have their strategy, they have their communication, they've worked at it, they've worked at it and it, it gets dull. Like you've done the same thing. You've, yeah. you've practiced for every scenario. You know your wombo combos. You've, you've got it all down. Wombo combo, yes, there's point. something. Zone board. Wombo combo. We're gonna need one. I'd be okay with that one, just because it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I got the wombo combo sports. sound on the soundboard. I just played it. Okay, that's Perfect. a classic. Absolutely classic. But uh, with that being said, you're so practiced, you're so prepared for that. Uh, it becomes 
it becomes not as useful. There are uh, what's the uh, the math term uh, where you gain yeah, diminishing less. returns on how much effort yes. you put into it. Yeah, you like thank you. So diminishing returns when you've hammered it so hard for so long, and to step away and play another game like Fortnite, another game like whatever. Super Smash mm-hmm. Bros, Mario Kart, Call of Duty, you're something stupid. You're still practicing eye-hand coordination. Yes, you're still getting that Double same skill. aspect. And especially if you can still play as a team, that team bonding from a different game can carry over. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of communication, a lot of, uh, that's why corporate corporate events like a food bank work. And why they want competitions or why they want organized activities outside of the workplace. So you can build those relationships. They can become stronger. You you can know that Kurt's always the reliable guy. And, oh, wait, wait, Kurt doesn't always know everything. He doesn't know what's going on here because he, he hasn't been here for 20 years. He doesn't know how to throw cake years. properly. So, so now when Kurt doesn't know what to do, how do we figure this out? And it's it expands those relationships. It helps, it helps you grow team. together as a team. So I, 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 I'm not saying they shouldn't practice. Obviously, get in your regular your regular routine, just like a, a football team uh, in season has a football practice. But by all means, when practice is done, uh, go ahead, play some other games. And if you can do it as a team, great. That's just bonding. Like whoever would criticize something like that just is is not intelligent thing, in sports world. Oh, yeah. Or team. yeah. The other thing yeah, is, is that uh, with the the League of Legends, all their scrims, all their in-depth practices where they're trying new strategies. They're not, they're not streaming that, that you don't see that. Like, you know, all day they're, you know, in meetings talking about, Oh, what are we going to do with this situation, that situation? And, and they're practicing in this other really top tier teams to, to get those uh, situations, try it, you know, try them out, that kind of stuff. When they go to stream just on their personal Twitch channels, they're not going to, you know, they've already done a whole day worth of work. A lot of these guys will stream for like three, four hours a day. You've already done mm-hmm. a full day of work. You want, you're, you're basically doing the equivalent of taking your work home with you at that point. Like, obviously it's still a game and they enjoy it for a reason. And, you know, they love playing it, but at a certain point you can only take so much of a game. And so, especially when it's done with their work day with doing their, the stuff that they need to do for studying and scrims and all that, then yeah, why not? play whatever you want. What do you do when you go home? Like, it's just convenient that they stream it and then everybody sees what they're doing yeah. with their life when they're home. And they get money for it. And for they the get stream. paid for having doing it. So <laughs> that's the other thing. If you're getting paid for playing Fortnite, sounds like a good time. I think I'd enjoy Fortnite more. Yeah. The thing that I think gets it is there's a lot of people, I think Nick mentioned it, like a lot of people are just kind of like butthurt in a way. Like they just are almost jealous of the success. And I think a lot of that has to, at least for C9 in particular, just the way that they run their organization. Um, C9 is one of the organizations that get local North American talent. Um, they have top-notch coaching. They have the right players and the right roles, and it all seems to come together. And it's you don't see that a lot, I think, from the Western teams where – they see C9 doing it this way. And I, I think that they overlook a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that the organization does that allows them to then go and play whatever other game they want on their free time. I, that wouldn't surprise me, honestly. But, so on the uh, the butthurt comment, 
just yeah. had a, a random tangent for you. Uh, people complaining or not understanding about something really stupid or silly. Uh, <laughs> and maybe you guys can give me your input on this. Did either of you see that Apple was being uh, harassed uh, on their uh, bagel emoji and they had to opted to change it? So, and this was on, uh, I read on. Business Insider. I read Business Insider. The bagel emoji is a fairly new emoji, evidently, for uh, Apple users. And they created the bagel emoji, and it's just a bagel that's cut in the normal bagel way. And it's just there, like nothing <laughs> special. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, yeah, okay, there's yeah. the before and the after. But the comments that came through on Twitter about <laughs> the before bagel emoji were just crazy. Like Which they said, it was an abomination that the bagel didn't have anything on it or how it was represented or whatever. And of course, this news Maybe article like takes plain these... bagels. I like plain bagels. I, like I plain can't. Bagels. Oh, here. The hey, news... sorry. You can, you can see my notch. You can, you can see the, you can kind of, off the reflection, you can see the notch that my... Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> sorry. Continue. Bigger bezel. So, so the the writer of the article of course just found the most off the wall comments about the the bagel emoji and said you know apple had to respond to this and <laughs> apple chose to respond to this and I, one of them that stuck with me was like we will not stand for this emoji it's an abomination or something and it's just like one that person is an idiot whoever would take the time to write a into whoever uses twitter a lot in the first place is is not of high intelligence in my opinion. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Sorry. Who runs um, our Zara bus Twitter? Who does that? Well, uses <laughs> it a lot. That's okay. It's an organization for the people way. who want to reach Make out. That way. I'm not pointing anywhere. I'm not looking at either of you on my screen right now. <laughs> I'm just saying my opinion of anyone who uses Twitter uh, extensively is you are of low intelligence, period. And that's not fair because there are a lot of very rich people uh, who who use Twitter and are all over it. But uh, m having money doesn't mean you're brilliant. Um, not, uh, there are people who use Twitter who use it effectively. I, I, I am I am a fan of those those individuals and support what they're trying to do. But I I, I really wish the whole internet trend. Uh, of uh, or statement that should be a trend but it's not because we're america and we're screwed up like that the whole statement stop making stupid people famous uh twitter and, and social media and live tv or reality tv excuse me uh are are just methods for stupid people to become famous and when they become famous they get deals and endorsements and tv shows and they make a lot of money uh now someone who's if i may if i may you just it's a conspiracy you just unearthed it uh i think back to the lego movie which is a great movie by the way but everybody is awesome and they go through and it's kind of a utopian or dystopian society but the people that they like the sitcom that they show on tv is just a really stupid sitcom and that's how they kind of control the population and I think by, by make, maybe it's a big ploy by having, highlighting all these stupid people and all these like, or whatever it might be, the reality TV, 
that we're trying to bring the population like that's what it's okay be like that become sheep follow the herd i i can agree with that uh one of the the primary one of the primary uh things that i kind of laugh or smile at is when they price out for your classic sitcom uh shows or other big shows that are on uh all, all the major networks if you price out what it is that the the people do for careers on the on the job uh and or what they do on the show and the lifestyle they're living they then say based on their habits based on where they live based on all these different things they have to be making this much to support that kind of a lifestyle and you're looking at someone like a um who's the Kaylee, Kaylee, Haley, Kuko, whatever. She had the boob job. She's on the nerd show. That's I all I know. Um, <laughs> the Big Bang Theory. That's one. Big Bang. Um, she, she's the hot girl. She's the Jennifer Aniston of the Big Bang Theory. And uh, she is a waitress in the show. And so is her friend. But they live in a very nice apartment in the city. And it's just like, in order for that to be viable, she, to live in the apartment they show, uh, she'd have to be making, you know, some insane number or, yeah. you know, even animated shows, uh, which, you know, are silly and stupid. But like Homer Simpson working at the nuclear plant has to be making you know crazy amounts of money. Uh, Peter Griffin, I'm a family guy fan, and just for the stupidity of that, uh, because Peter Griffin, like every other episode, buys a blimp or buys something ridiculous <laughs> to go crash and burn or whatever. He turns his house into um, the uh, uh, the child. The child show guy. Oh, no, it's old school. Um, no, but that's another good example. Yeah, but you yeah. have you have these situations where they're they're pushing a or they're they're representing a lifestyle that is completely unrealistic or completely unaffordable. And uh, two broke girls. The, no. the I, I know nothing about that show other than it's two girls and a waitress mm-hmm. who are sassy. I think I've seen it once or twice because the main actri- actress is maybe kind of cute, I guess. Um, but uh, it's one of those shows where they, they're pushing, yeah, they're broke, but then they have all the time and money to buy all these dresses or do all this or do all that. And their hair is always done. And it's just like, you're, you're pushing that even broke people can do all this other stuff. And it's like, come on, like, it's too realistic. It's just crazy. Anyway, circling back to the initial point, people freak out over stupid stuff and they write stupid things on Twitter and writers, whoever wrote the article about this bagel situation, uh, made stupid people famous. So quit doing that. You know where this hap came from, though? As I remember that Microsoft Surface or Apple tablet commercial where it's a girl walking through the store and using her fun little tablet. And she's in the backyard and someone comes down and is like, oh, nice computer you have there. And the little girl's like, what's a computer? Even though she's using a Surface, which is like a, basically a computer. Does that bug anyone else? That commercial was. I don't know what you're talking about, computer. but I guess I don't remember yeah, ever seeing the commercial all. myself. It was on the NFL all the time. It was just horrendous, just a terrible commercial. Um. Brent, anyway, Brent, okay. getting old is going to be tough for you with that attitude. It is. It is. What do you I mean, mean you don't that? remember? Computers, calculators. Do you guys know you that don't use chewing a laptop gum anymore? So, like, chewing gum is basically eating practice. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I'm okay with that. Sorry. Works the job is that, mostly. Is that revolutionary for you? <laughs> yep, or? revolutionary. All right. So, so I guys have, I have a quick question. Okay. 
It's very important. Just to, so both of you have come and visited uh, me in Seattle. Oftentimes, yep. both times. Um, my family is coming this next week for a big extravaganza family reunion type thing. I mean, How many? Just come and hang out in Seattle. Uh, the mother, dad, and sister. And All of them. I was wondering what, based off of your two expertise as tourists, what would you recommend were things that you enjoyed that I can take them on? And Definitely go talk to beekeepers. The beekeeper. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> that's a possibility. Um, yeah, the hikes are good, but that's also going to be dependent on the weather for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I might disagree with that one. Going to, I thought it was really cool to go to the uh, fish market uh, thing, minus the, when Brent, when my Juliana and I were with Brent, we, when we got to the fish market area, a girl was like having a seizure. So that was, that was a little strange. Yeah, that was interesting. But besides that, uh, well, actually, I guess it made it more exciting, but going to the fish market area was pretty cool. I think we probably could have gone there a little earlier as far as mm-hmm. uh, being able to hit up, you know, hit up more of the stores. I think when we were there, a lot of the stores were kind of closing up a little bit. Um, yeah, we got because you have your life. full family uh, with your, your mom and dad and whatnot, you could hit, you could actually hit up the Space Needle. I know we went there and kind of checked it out, but we didn't go up because it was kind of expensive. But you could, because you have your family, it's a pretty good excuse to hit up the Space Needle and actually officially go up there. That's a good point. Kyle, did you see the uh, fountain near the Space Needle? I don't think we made it that far. I don't know if I recall this fountain. I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. Like I mean, it's a simple thing and I wouldn't go there just for the fountain by any means, but if you're going to check out the space needle, whether you go uh, up it or not, um, I, I would, I'd check out that fountain. I thought that was kind of a cool little attraction area, something simplistic, kind yeah. of a break. Uh, I didn't make it to the fish market. We drove around for a while. I couldn't find a place to park. And I uh, didn't want to walk around forever because they had marched me up a mountain down the other side <laughs> to the lake and then back up to the top of the mountain and then back down the other side. So um, I was pretty sore at that point. Now, I am going to be different than your parents and your sister. Uh, they might love a hike like that. Going to see the water, uh, whether it's just going to the top or actually going down to the water, I don't think they'll make you jump in like I did. But um, <laughs> I might. Be I, I think... Anyway. I think hiking's a good idea. I think that's right up your dad's alley. He'd, he'd love yeah. definitely going a hiking type trip, going down to the water. I mean, if you take him exactly where we went, he'd love it. Uh, Cindy likes that stuff a lot too. I, I don't, uh, I don't know. She had exactly visited actually earlier thinking. and we took her hiking. So I, I think that would. Yeah. Gage, Gage based on how much you like that hiking trip uh, for your next hiking trip. Um, I would say, Kristen, you'd have to tell me if she's a hiker. She's fit enough. I'm sure she could do it. But if that's not her thing, I, I would stay. I have a oh, hard time. I'm a city kind of guy for the most part, but I, I have a hard time going downtown or doing something like that because you're on vacation. You don't want to spend time caught in traffic. That's not fun mm-hmm. for anybody. And uh, that would be, I mean, if you can avoid traffic, uh, if that means not going to the fish market, so be it. But I mean, if, if you want to go by all means, but mm-hmm. if you can avoid those busier times, if you can find the, the gems that don't require everyone to be there or having something going on, I, I think that would be more beneficial. I think the, um, uh, the park that we went to, uh, right on the, uh, 
like river stream converging area where the one guy was kiting and they had the, like the pirate boat thing and we, we played oh uh, yep, uh, yep. Uh, spike ball spike ball there yeah yeah that, that's a good place definitely could hang yep. out there for a little bit maybe i don't know if they i didn't, i don't remember seeing any but if they had some like grills you could almost do like a grill out there or something no oh, that'd be fun that's a good idea that's a good afternoon and the weather should be actually pretty nice this week so yeah i had a yeah. bunch of rain so other than our one hiking trip like being outside wasn't super pleasant i would yeah, say if they're snowing like minneapolis was I would say no. if they're into it, you could almost take them on a ride around. Like if you don't want to, I know Nick was saying about not getting stuck in traffic, but I guess you could, you could strategically pick a place to go to where you drive past cool stuff to point mm. out. I mean, that's definitely. Yeah. And so like the walking tours. Spots. Like if you go on uh, I-35 coming North into Minneapolis, um, it, it's, it's kind of a cool view of the city. So mm-hmm. if you can find something that's actually worth doing in that direction, and then as you're coming back, kind of have that experience of coming into the city, I, I think that's probably worth doing for most people. If, if you like looking at the, the scenic skylines and all the different mm-hmm. angles, I mean, you can look at it that way as you're coming in, or you can go walk around the city. And I just, I don't enjoy the traffic and the actual going yeah, parking down there. It's horrible. Uh, the city. Yeah. The parking that's in general was not ideal in Seattle. It seems. Oh, it's no time. It's Brent was getting back on his feet for driving, so oh listening to him, listening to him whine about every every driving <laughs> situation. Was a little you did well, though. You did well, Nick. Megan. Just... Megan was talking for me basically because I I was back there screaming in my head like, "What keep, are you just... doing?" And Megan's like, "Nick's dying inside right now. Nick is dying right now because." I, I tell Megan when she does something stupid on the road, and she's a pretty good, I mean, she, not even a pretty good, she is a good driver, but she doesn't have confidence, and she's she's very timid in a lot of ways, and that can get her in trouble. And I'm sure. sitting here, and I'm not a perfect driver by any means, but I'm very confident that I can figure out pretty much any situation, and, and nobody's going to get hurt. It's it, whatever. Like, it's all good. But um, and I, I get it, like the, the, the PTSD of, of a, a slight accident but um getting back on his feet and that first uh first day having the new car that was that was an adventure yeah i'm not sure how i'm not sure how i got that duty of going downtown that was even heather said she's like well brent needs to get over his fear so we'll make him (laughs) drive brent needs to get over it driving you got this. I'll just throw you right back i I feel better about it now he won't be going five miles and over under or five miles an hour under, he'll be going ten miles an hour under. In his defense, the the area where he pulls out from his apartment is bad. Yeah, uh, uh, no, the yeah. solution in my mind is pretty simple. Uh, you just need to sit there for an additional ten full seconds because yeah. if if you don't wait that full ten seconds and there's cars lined up like there typically are, you're not sure if there's a car behind the other cars. Um, so taking that additional ten seconds. We'll guarantee that, okay, you saw the car come over the hill. You know it's coming. If you don't take that 10 seconds, you're going to get in trouble. And it's going to be irritating and slow, but uh, yeah. if it means you keep your car, I, I think we're all on board with that. The other thing is committing. Like, like, there's the opening. I'm committing to going. Like, If, if yeah. you just do that like half pull forward, the hesitation is going to get you hurt. Yeah. The hesitation is yeah. going to get you hurt a lot more than committing. Because if you commit, people respect that. 
that's it's okay. Here he comes. I mean, even if they disagree with it, what's this guy doing? Okay, but you have to react to it. Whereas if you if you cut yeah, if you come out, you stick your nose out and you're like, oh no, he stopped. And then you start to oh wait no he's gonna let me go wait what what uh, bang every time just awful. So yeah, the lack of hesitation, the additional ten seconds, and you'll be fine. But yeah, it was an experience driving with Brent. So now that he's a little more practiced and experienced, I'm sure he won't kill anybody (laughs) or smash another car. Thanks for that vote of confidence. I got you. I I believe in you. Thank you. That's funny. Um, Let's see. Do we have anything else we want to hit up here? Otherwise, we are pretty close to the uh, the time here. Uh, Let's do do the uh, closing segment. I know you guys kind of had this guy queued up. I still have no idea what it means, but uh, what? Okay, so we kind of touched on this in a roundabout way with the changing times and not understanding computer tablet. I have been finding as I go on that there are just words that the young folks say. Can I say that? I think I can. That the young folks say that I just do not understand. Such as on fleek or fleek. What is what is a what is a fleek? What does that mean? Never heard that before. I, you hear it, and I'm sure it came from a song somewhere or something, but like, I don't even know. Or there's a song on radio right now where the guy's like, Yeah, I, I maybe, I don't no, know. No, but like, why can't they just say on point? Just say on point. Because you're, or, or, you're such a square, Brent. Where, <laughs> yeah. or, or, um, what, what is the other one? Why can't you just say it's nifty? All right. Basic, basic, you're the, your basic or your extra. I think they like still back say to the that. future. Why is stuff in the future so heavy? Have gravity, has gravity increased? Cause Marty <laughs> so I was always like, Oh, this is heavy doc. He's like, why is everything in the future heavy? Oh, it's uh, I know one of them get lit. Like let's yeah, get, get lit. So that that's literally just get high. So I know Juliana like thinks yeah. that's one that Juliana hears a lot in school. He's like, do you guys know what get lit even means? You're like, no. It, it means like go get toasted and get high. Oh. Like, you think you want to be claiming like, that you're getting lit around a teacher? No, probably not. <laughs> or like the dab. The dab was supposed to be like some drug thing. Like you're getting it out the of The biggest your... one is the, the, oh. the, the, the this thing or what, whatever. I don't oh. know what, the the arm swinging flossing you know what i'm talking about oh, like, yeah. every sporting yeah, event with some kids doing it that's uh, see i pronounced it flossing but technically there's no g because it's flossing <laughs> like flossing <laughs> your teeth yes see that's like when they say like hey you floss i'm like yeah like the you never wiped off your section with towel after the shower by just kind of running a towel through there not really. I, I know what you're talking they, about. And that was covered they, a long time ago in Malcolm in the Middle. Part of like the opening was Reese like zigz well, you know. You, I wouldn't hold it up there, man. No, that's what that's what yourself. Reese in Malcolm in the Middle was doing. He was doing it straight up this way. Like down and underneath. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, no. That's it's, what the flossing is. Be safer, you keep it a little lower. And I, I think I'm speculating. Um that would make sense to me in some way, shape, or form. Uh, actually, ironically, a lot of, uh, a lot of the dances that I've seen recently 
that are really kind of goofy to my generation, our generation. Um, there was a performer when I was in high school and the performer visited our high school and he had some motivational speech that I don't remember. But as part of that motivational speech, he, he did a lot of dances. Like he was supposed to be memorable that way. And he did like the pencil sharpener and a few other dances. And I'm about 80% sure half the dances this guy did that nobody liked at that point in time. And they were funny. And you're just like, all right, it's to the beat. Sure. Cool. Cheer. Yeah. Um, 80% of what he did is pretty much on Fortnite. Now I'm sure he wasn't the only person doing it, but I'm like, these are not new dance moves. These are, these are old dance moves that somebody made mainstream through Fortnite, uh, which is great marketing, um, good stuff, but it's, it's hilarious because none of this is, is that the guy that did the uh, dancing through the ages? Maybe. I think he came to uh, the school that Brent and I went to as well. Yeah, I'll bet he, he did the I'll dancing through the ages. I remember one of his things was like, raise your hand if you can dance. And like only some people, so everybody has yeah. to raise their hand because everybody can dance. Yeah. It's just whether or not it you're was willing to or wanting to, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know, like, yeah, it was, like I said, it was kind of a motivational speech of, of being a kid or being comfortable with yourself, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure because we're in the same conference, uh, same area, whatever you want to call it. I'm pretty sure he hit up most of the high schools in, in that area, uh, which was, is a good thing to do. I mean, he had a good message. The school district probably material. paid for him to do all those as a one lump thing or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. But he he had a lot of those dances. I remember him doing a version of flossing. The one that I remember being hilarious was the pencil sharpener and I could imitate it, but I'm not going to. So, well, it's like, it's like your arm is behind you and you're just kind of cranking that. And then you just kind of step like it was the, the old school pencil sharpener that had the like carrier for the shavings that would also go around in a circle. Mm-hmm. So you're pumping your arm, your, your leg goes up and then you hold out your other arm straight. Again, I'm not demonstrating that today, uh, <laughs> not happening, but you can get the gist of it. Maybe, maybe someday in the future, a special episode, I can demonstrate the pencil sharpener if Fortnite hasn't adapted that yet. But um, that okay. was, sorry. What was our closing close. segment? I, I'm tangent. close. Is there a newfangled either phrase or, or dance that really grinds your gear? Yeah. The gear grinder dance. That gets you. I, I can that up. I don't know <laughs> is what that, that is. Thing? I think I I think the only one that slightly bothers me is the floss is is the flossing thing because it's like you're so unoriginal like make up your own thing. Everybody like, does. Every it. single that's kid's doing kids it. Do. And the dabbing It's like that's what kids do. Yeah, true, but we didn't have the internet when we were kids, so like our things were like <laughs> school based. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the thing. It was not national. Know, we are the last generation who can say that. By the we way, we are. We are literally the last generation. Like in elementary school, the cool thing to do was what all your friends were doing at your elementary school. If you went and did that to another friend from another school, you were amazing. Like, where did that come from? Or, <laughs> or it was, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're, you're stupid. We're no, no, this is the greatest so thing. Lame. Oh, um, man. Yeah, I don't really have one that upsets me. Uh, ironically, I took a class on emotional intelligence today. So, uh, mm-hmm. I can see it for what it is and how I perceive it and how others perceive it. And it's, it, it just kind of is. If I may, Nick, deep. when are you going to like start doing the whole work thing instead of just getting trained on being a leader and being emotionally intelligent and, you know, the sappy My, brainwashy kind of stuff. 
Well, Kyle, that's, I'm glad you asked that. Easy glad you asked now. that question. And um, with that, I mean, is there something about that situation that that makes you uncomfortable or, or makes you upset? <laughs> Kyle, plug your ears. He's trying to emotionally apologize. <laughs> Earmuffs. All right. So if so, if I if I weren't training, what would that do for you? If you weren't training, no, what would you be doing? Oh, okay, okay. Well, I would be, I would be doing my job hypothetically in the future. No, <laughs> guess, how, how do you? This see, must be great. How do you? I see, get hired, and for the first two months, I don't do anything. I'm doing three my job. Months. You're at three months, and you haven't actually like done your like job job. It's uh, it, it's a training pilot program, and it will be shortened, I'm sure, in the in the future. Um, we are the guinea pigs, which is not a bad thing. But after this, after starting in December, I will be theoretically fully trained and capable. But they're still probably going to be giving us, um, letting us, you know, stick our toes in the water first with with opportunities. We'll probably have a, a, a more experienced partner to walk us through the the customer engagements and everything related to that. Um, actually, if I, may, I am, if I may, we, I just had a training today. I forgot what it was about, but it was about like putting in our career goals into our like workday system thing or whatever. That's the generic thing it was about. But one of the points they brought up is that like 60% of your, uh, learning through your job is on the job training. Uh, 30% is a mentor, like directly telling you something saying, Hey, don't do this. You're going to get, uh, it's going to screw up for you. And then the rest of the 10% is actually like sitting down trainings thing. I don't, I don't disagree. It's interesting. You, uh, you work with a competitor. If I could uh, talk to you about that later, potentially, uh, I can show you some of the benefits of my organization, but not kidding. Uh, with that, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take you away. Let's, let's wrap this up. We can't do a closing. Come enjoy my training. More direct questioning for you if you'd like. But uh, let's let's wrap this up, uh, Kyle. If you'll take us away, please. Yeah. Okay, Brent, you got anything? Any any last things, Brent? New graphics, check them out. Oh yeah, yeah. So the new graphics, uh, if I may, nope, we just no, got no, our, nope. They can look it up. They can they can look. You it can up. find it yourself. Uh, we got new graphics across the board. We'll make pretty much to implemented throughout the next. Started implementing. They'll finish implementing through the rest of the this week slash early next week. But anyhow, that was episode twenty two of if i may hope everybody enjoyed uh definitely we're bringing you a new episode every thursday uh now on youtube as well so you can see our beautiful faces uh and now with our new graphics on the youtube thing as well um if you want to uh, get in contact with us definitely dm us on at twitter or on twitter at zarubust uh do the whole rate review subscribe nope subscribe share rate review all that fun if stuff. you're big on if you're big on twitter I'm sorry I was ripping Twitter earlier. Yeah. Nick is Yeah. Turn, turn. <laughs> Anyhow, but yeah, if I may episode twenty two. See you guys next time. <laughs>